Hi, this is Sean from Kansas, and I never listen to I Doubt It with Dollamore. I don't think I even can. I'm pretty sure Trump is going to ban it. The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Dollamore. All right, everybody. Episode 256 of I Doubt It with Dollamore. I am your host, Jesse Dollamore. And sitting across from me, clean and ready to go, the lovely, the talented, the tired, Brittany Page. <laughs> clean. <laughs> yes, I am clean. Well, he, he, the tired part is what I wanted to talk about is because oh. this is a morning show. Uh-huh. This particular episode right now is one we're doing in the morning. Mm-hmm. On Thursday. Uh-huh. November 10th, the Marine Corps birthday. Yes. And uh, that uh, that was just an aside. Well, Jesse was a Marine, everybody. <laughs> the thing that I want to talk about is that you're, you're not a morning person. I'm not. In fact, you resent me often because I am both morning and night. <laughs> oh, well, aren't you just such a great person? No, it's not Look how at awesome you. I am. Oh, it's, it's not? Well, I'm pretty awesome. But okay. It, 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 you, it bothers you sometimes. Well, you're just so jovial in the morning. And I'm still sick. You can hear it creeping up right now. <laughs> and it's morning, so you haven't had time to dislodge. Yeah, it's been a full all week. All of the, the funk that's inside your lungs. It's and been your a full week of this nonsense. Um, yeah, you're just so jovial in the morning, and you wake up, your eyes pop open, and s- shooting stars are <laughs> floating around your head. You're just in the best. <clears throat> We're just leaving it all. Okay, great. Get used to that, everybody. You're just in the best mood ever and i don't understand it because i need a lot of time yeah we've a lot of time not only just to wake up but also in preparation for waking up you need 12 hours of good (laughs) sleep time yeah well uh sometimes i will survive on five five hours yes what i have survived on that I have survived on less than that as well. How dare you act like I cannot get my shit together and get out of bed when you, I need to? You, it's possible. It has. Been, I just won't be happy about yeah, it. Yeah, you're just not. You're not a joy to be around. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I am always a joy to be around. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's news to me. Oh. that is news to me. Well, this I didn't know this is what was going to happen. I'm already feeling bad enough. <laughs> I don't need you to make me feel worse (laughs) all right well i think we all know why we're here there will be no tooting of the horn as was planned for this episode i could technically toot mine though you could yeah because i called it when did you call it after it was called by cnn no the day of in a facebook message oh you did huh? to one of my friends yeah huh Mm mm-hmm was this on a public page that could be verified? No, or? but I can take a screenshot of the message. <laughs> All right. Well, Brittany is super smart and I am super dumb because well, I did not think that it was going to happen. Well, we all know what we're talking about, but let, let's tell the story. So I sent the message and told my friend 
listen, I think Donald Trump's going to win because for the past two days, a spider on each day for the past two days, a spider. Of course, it's a spider anecdote. Has repelled down from the ceiling onto my head, almost, almost onto my head. Two times, once in the bathroom, once in the kitchen. Okay, this was a bad situation and it told me that Donald Trump was going to win. That I mean, how can you? How could anyone argue with that? But how can they? Nate Nate Silver should have had this information. Yeah, because he would have clearly changed the forecast had he known that spiders were doing what spiders do. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I tell you what. Let, let's first of all, this episode is going to be kind of a stream of consciousness. We've got a couple of clips from election night. Well, one from election night, one from the day before the election that I think is kind of funny. And goofy, but this isn't going to be a normal episode. Um, this is really going to be more of a, a stream of consciousness, kind of working through things. But first, I want to start with a number of emails and voicemails that we received, and kind of just let's use that as a jumping off point. What do you say? Yeah, should we start with voicemails or emails? Let's start with emails. Okay. See, that's just how not planned this is. Hey, Brittany and Jesse. Disappointed to hear that Donald Trump won the election, I was expecting a Clinton win, as was almost every poll out there. That primary model guy is probably getting a lot of credit and praise right now. I want to know, do you guys think that moving to Canada is a good decision to avoid Trump? By the way, I'm not American, so please don't ask me if I voted or not. Michael. <laughs> well... We couldn't ask you that because you wouldn't be here to answer us. <laughs> the, the fact that you are not American changes my answer. If you were an American, I would say, well, one, the answer would be yes. Um, moving to Canada would be a way to avoid Trump. But I wouldn't recommend it for an American because if all Americans leave the country, we're left with America being filled with Trump supporters and the types that would vote for Donald Trump. The fact that you're not American... It's more like an escape pod where you just, or, you know, a parachute, you rip, pull the ripcord and it saves you. Americans don't have that ripcord. Americans don't have that safety pod, that ejection seat in a jet. And I wouldn't advise even using it if they had it because of the fact that we need to double our efforts. We need to, to do everything we can to get even more active than we did before. There's a lot of groups out there that are hurting tremendously. Even if the, the fears that they have aren't necessarily legitimate. For instance, LGBT. If you're worried, if you're a member of the LGBT community and you think that you're, you're, you're right to marry that person you love, don't worry about that. That is a constitutionally protected Supreme Court decision. The, the, the man or woman who leads the executive branch of our government doesn't have the power short of a constitutional amendment, and that's not going to happen. So we need to redouble our efforts. We need to go into those communities through, through volunteerism and community activism to support those marginalized communities, I think. 
So when you say that's not possible, I think that people are still concerned because you have a Republican House, a Republican Senate, and Republican president. And you have someone like Mike Pence. Sure. Who is the vice president. The Supreme Court has spoken. There's no way to overturn that short of a constitutional amendment. And the, the, the process by which you amend our Constitution is very, very intensely complex for a reason. There are several moving parts that don't just involve people in Washington, D.C. Each state legislature has to approve. Every, it, there's, it's it's a, a, a tapestry, an intricately woven tapestry um, that makes it super difficult to get through. That's why we've only amended the Constitution 16 times. I mean, there's the Bill of Rights, the first 10 amendments, but those were done right away. That was done before when we signed the Constitution, that was in there. So really only 16 times over the course of the last 240 years have we amended our Constitution. So listen, I, I'm not saying that your, your fear is illegitimate, like I'm trying to delegitimize your feelings. Because I'm that is not your fear is it's valid, but I'm saying that there's really short of what I just described, there's really no chance that you're not going to be able to marry who you love. You know, where would you be without me providing you the opportunity to clarify your beautiful points? Is that are you shitting on me? No, <laughs> I am praising myself. <laughs> Well, you deserve it. Thanks. You deserve that praise. Oh, thanks. At least you're getting it from somewhere. Yeah, seriously. All right, what's next? Our next email is from Dave. Loved the Facebook Live thing last night. Oh, yeah, I did a Facebook Live thing. Two things. One, the media spent the entire year forbidding America to vote for the monster called Trump. They told us we can eat the fruit from all the, these trees in the garden, but not this orange. And America said, That's oh, funny. That's funny. An orange. Yeah. Because he's orange. Uh-huh. And he's a, got a very orange hue to his face. He does. And America An artificial orange hue, Brittany Page. And America said, Oh, you mean this orange right here? This one? And their FU streak kicked in and they plucked it and they ate of it and let the juice drip down their chins. That's uh That's a creepy visual. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why orange juice dripping down someone's chin is, is creepy, but it's a little sexual. And two. Sexual. Oh, there's more. There's more. Orange yeah, I don't juice know. It's dripping kinda, down the... No, just juice dripping down. I don't know. It seems just like move something's on, going on. on. Someone's Moving having on. a problem. Number two. two. Number two. Part of the reason they did that is God because damn. every goddamn Republican presidential nominee since Nixon has to some degree or other been painted as the racist, homophobic, misogynist, xenophobic, warmongering, antichrist, or just plain stupid. And they cranked it up to 11 with Trump. And people just said... Yeah, you say that about every goddamn Republican, and I hear some of that in Jesse's passionate response last night. A little sky is falling-y, dogs and cats living together-y, end of civilization-y. He sounded like every leftist pundit who talked about Reagan's election, for crap's sake. Yes, Trump is no Reagan. I think he's a buffoon who will change nothing. Jesse thinks he will wipe mankind from the face of the I earth. I don't think so that. So let's hope you and I are both wrong about this guy. Again, you guys did a fantastic job last night, and Jesse is still my man crush. Love you guys. <laughs> well, one, your first your first point, let me say that I think that you're you're watching 
clearly different media than I am because I don't believe that the media was telling anybody who not to vote for. Two, I think there is something to be said for the crying wolf syndrome. I mean, even Bill Maher this last week came out and said he he regrets so vociferously coming out against Mitt Romney and being, you know, the sky is falling kind of a thing because when you when when racism and fascism and totalitarianism actually raises its ugly head, people are going to do what happened this time, which is, yeah, that's what they always say. So the racism accusation, the Hitler comparisons, they really shouldn't be be dragged out every goddamn time you disagree with someone. But to 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 your point, Dave, this is one of those times. For Christ's sake, the KKK and other white separatists, white white supremacists, white nationalists, racist Aryan groups support Donald Trump. It's not the sky is falling. Well, even taking that aside, I mean, this is someone who said I could shoot someone in the middle of the streets and I wouldn't lose any support. I love the poorly educated. I mean, he he was mocking the intelligence right. of the people that were supporting him yeah. and no one cared. Right. The voting still came down to 59.9 million versus 59.7 million. Yeah. Yeah, it, look, it, it was a super tight race. But we do have hopeful things to look forward to moving ahead. Thanks for the email, Dave. All right. Well, let's get to a couple voicemails. This one was from Election Eve. No, wait. From the evening <laughs> of the election. Hey, Jesse and Brittany. It's your old buddy, Jeremy. I am uh, on a walk on election night, uh, late in the evening, 11 o'clock central time, uh, doing my best not to um, vandalize the Trump signs around my neighborhood. I think I'm doing a pretty good job. I'm just walking straight down the middle of this street. Uh, but I wanted to commend you guys on your uh, Facebook Live feed that you did there. It was uh, enthralling, to say the least, to watch you guys go from oh, – <laughs> God, it's so unfortunate – but to watch you go from the same point that a lot of your listeners were of this elation, this, I'm glad this is over, um, uh, we're going to watch Hillary run away with this thing, uh, to the moment of realization where, oh, well, this thing's starting to slip away, and then – Watch it all kind of just go down the drain. Now, granted, it's 11 o'clock Central Time. Things could turn around. They didn't I, turn I around. Might, but uh, <laughs> as it is right now, it was comforting watching it all go down with uh, people that I respect, you know, people on the feed that I respect that I know, uh, you guys uh, on the feed itself. It's just uh, it's a crazy time right now, and you guys have been a – a source of levity for quite a while. So good job. You guys have been doing fantastic. The Facebook Live was great. And I'm almost back home, so I'm going to call it a night and uh, hope and pray that either Hillary pulls this off or 
Trump isn't the monster that he uh, has portrayed himself to be. Uh, going back to the very beginning of the primaries when everybody said, oh, he's not really Republican, he's just doing what he can to get the vote. Who knows what's going to happen? I just know that uh, my house is still standing. I've got a job for now, even though the Dow is crashing. And, oh, well, I'm, I'm running off, off the rails here about being positive, so I'm going to quit on the head. Love the show. Bourbon is still the best part. Bourbon is pretty damn good. Well, let me say this. Um, I, I I admire Jeremy because he was 48 hours ahead of me on his ability to, to, to maintain some level of positivity. It took me a while to process and kind of get figured out, but I really am hopeful. I think there's a lot to be hopeful about. And if you're, listen, if you are beside yourself with doubt and sadness, I get that. I'm not invalidating that. You, you, should, you should feel that way. You should process through that. But what I would have you do is look around. The st- I, I don't want to go into cliches about how the sun still came up and all that fucking trite bullshit. But the sun did still come up. Look at your kids. Hug them a little tighter. Look at your wife or your husband. Your girlfriend, your boyfriend. Love your friends and family. They're still there for you. On a day-to-day level, who occupies the White House doesn't really affect you and your relationships the things that truly, truly matter in your life. Focus on that. Focus on what's really good in your life. And then once you're able to kind of stabilize, what I would strongly urge you to do is to get involved. Find an organization that you can do some volunteer work. Five hours a month a couple hours a week, whatever you're able to fit into your schedule in whatever capacity that they have a system and an infrastructure set up for. Because it's through community involvement, it's through active political participation that we will be able to turn this back around. Because Donald Trump is is president-elect right now because not enough people did their part. Now, if you voted, you did your part. But not enough did. So more needs to be done. And if you have to take up the slack for your neighbor who didn't vote, then maybe that's what it's going to take. But things are good. Things will be good. We may have to wait four years, or at the very least... Two years until the midterms. But things are still positive. This is still America. We still live in a free country. All right. Next up, my new best friend, Brittany Page. Jonathan from the UK. Hi, Jesse. Hi, Brittany. It's Jonathan from the UK here. 
I suppose all I can say and really pass on to everyone who didn't vote for Trump is I I empathize so strongly with you. As somebody who voted for Remain in the UK during the Brexit election and somebody who believes very much in tolerance and decency and treating people with kindness and respect, I, I, I don't really know how to react. Having said that, this has been the sort of the straw that broke the camel's back for me, I suppose you could say. It has led me now to join a local political party, the Liberal Democrats, for anyone who's asking, one of the only pro overtly pro-European parties in the British democratic system. And I will be looking to become much more involved going forward. I realise, obviously, there's not very much I can do to influence American politics, but I can damn well do something to make sure that Britain remains open, tolerant, and if nothing else, something, a place that I'm proud to call home. America, I'm sure, will make the same choice. You guys are really helping people to make that choice. And I wish everyone the very best of luck in dealing with this. And I know you will. <sighs> Please keep it up, guys. And this time I'll say both of you are the best part. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. So th this is actually something I've seen a lot of lately. Um, is people posting saying that they did not have a party affiliation prior to this election mm -hmm. and now they are switching their party affiliation to the Democratic Party. Can I can I make make an announcement? <laughs> if you are wanting to make an announcement, <laughs> then I feel like you should make an announcement. You don't even know this yet. Am I about to get fired? No, actually, no. <laughs> um, I changed my party affiliation. Oh, I went from no party preference or unaffiliated or whatever the uh -huh. I think there's no party preference here in California. It is. And um, the morning after the election, I switched officially my party registration to Democratic. And it goes in line with what I'm talking about. Right now is a time in America where no party preference for me, if that doesn't work for you, eh, you know, I get it. But that doesn't work for me. It is time to take sides in America. It is time, like I said, to redouble our efforts, to redouble our passions, to fight for groups, marginalized populations in the United States, people of color. They're hurting right now. The LGBT, they're fearful of what's to come when vice president-elect is Mike Pence, a man who believes in his heart, deep in his heart, in conversion therapy, that you can pray the gay away. But not only that, that you can use methods that are abusive in the context of a quote-unquote therapy session yes. to transition people from gay to straight. Zero, sorry. Well, it's illegal in many states. Yeah. And this is a belief held by the vice president of the United States elect. So I get it. I understand your fear, your angst, your anger. God damn, trust me, I understand your anger. 
And I'm not even going to sit here and say, well, let's just wait and see. Maybe he'll do a good job. Why in the fuck would we think he would do a good job? What would lead you to believe that he would do a good job? Well, it is funny to hear people saying that, too, that that we need to come together, give him a chance. And there's some truth to that. Uh, he had a year to convince me that he might do a good job, and he fucking failed. Right. I'm saying you heard the tone of my voice when well, I said I, it. No, I know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm sorry. I, you know, I'm trying to. I don't, I don't know if you've met me, but I, you know, I get a little fiery sometimes. You sure do. <laughs> but the the Republicans haven't accepted Obama for eight years. That is exactly right. So all they treat this... him with disrespect and racism. And listen, this isn't a, you know what? You guys did this. It's time for payback. We're not going to. Uh. I'm not saying that, but <laughs> Donald Trump has to prove himself to us. Yes. It isn't that we just, you know, the sun goes down, it comes back up the next day, we wake up and we say, oh, it's a new day, I feel refreshed, I'm going to go ahead and give Donald Trump a chance. He needs to earn that. He needs to earn that from people that he disrespected, offended, whatever the word, uh, scared, you know, he needs to earn that from Insulted. People. Yes, he needs to earn that. Yeah. It's not on us to go, oh, you've been abusive to us? Okay, yeah, we'll just... We'll go ahead and give you another chance. Well, it's it, 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 look at it from a, a the perspective of, a, of an abusive relationship. A husband who's beating his wife. It's not you, you, you beat your wife for years and years, and then you say you're going to stop. And just, you know, look, trust. You need to trust me and, and, and just have faith that it's going to happen and work with me together. To That's not the way it works. <laughs> yeah. You need to lead. You need to show us as by example that you're going to do the right thing, that you're going to lead as a magnanimous leader and not the small, petty, racist, hateful, fear-mongering, xenophobic demagogue that we've, we've found you to be over the course of the last several months. And I am hopeful, too, like you were saying. I'm hopeful that Donald Trump won't sit in the White House and tweet at Megyn Kelly and, while she's on doing her show. I, I hope that he won't tweet attacks at Don Lemon when he's watching right. Don Lemon in the White House. And Don Lemon is just trying to be a reporter, be a journalist. Do his goddamn job. I don't, I, I hope that he isn't attacking the press throughout his time in the White House. I really hope that in these days leading up to the transition that he can surround himself with people. And this is something else I want to say. If there are Republicans who you respect, who choose to start working with Donald Trump, Maybe we shouldn't attack them and we should instead be happy that hopefully they're doing something to kind of stave off the, the danger that could be there. Yeah. Mind his yeah. business. Right. If John Kasich could insert himself somehow and I don't know, have some sort of position of influence. Yeah, that would be great. That'll be hard for me to stomach, but I think you're right. I mean, it would be very upsetting because yeah. you'd wonder, wait a minute, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah. But we want him to be surrounded by people who can uh, tell him what to do. <laughs> yeah, give him cover because obviously he doesn't have the the intellectual wherewithal to run the country. 
hopefully there's there's men and women who will step in in the gap and guide him the right way. I, I really, I, I mean, for the sake of our country, for the sake of our people, I really do hope that. And I think it's good advice, Brittany. I mean, as you were saying that I'm, my head's, you know, I'm turning red and getting you angry. You are turning red. But uh, it was just hot you're right. Head. You're right. It is, um, it is the way to do it. Yeah. And, and along those lines, I think people were upset about Hillary Clinton's speech. Um, Her concession speech? Yeah. Because she didn't. I don't know, go on the attack or something. I don't know. I don't know what people wanted, but well, it's a concession speech, right? And she can't. She's not in a position to tell Donald Trump to f off. Most certainly not. She didn't. She didn't have a mandate from the people. She has to be cordial. She has to say, "I lost, and this is the deal now." Well, it's also what's best for the country—a peaceful transfer of power from one party to the other. Right. If she had done something like untoward, like that, attack mode, attack mode, it would have flown in the face of everything that that has led to this election, where we're talking about how Donald Trump is an unconventional candidate, bad for America. She did what is expected and what is best for the United States to ease the psychic wounds of voters across the country. Because the campaign is over. We're seeing protesters all across the country now. Which, again, I understand the angst. I understand their trepidation. I get it. I'm pissed off too. But to, to flood the streets, protesting a free and fair election... That's got that's got to stick with you. That's got a smack of not the way to get things done. Because what is that going to accomplish? And we know you're unhappy. We know we are too. But you're effectively protesting our system of government. We don't have a monarchy that's passed from family to family. The American people stood up. And they made the wrong choice. But it's the system that we have. Democracy is a messy business. It's not clean. Sometimes it's fucked. <laughs> but it's the system we have. Yeah. I would like to say this. Completely unrelated to anything we've talked about. And this is about third party voters. Uh-oh. And maybe we'll lose listeners. But fuck you if you voted for Gary Johnson. Yikes. If you're in a swing state and you voted for Gary Johnson, thank you very much for President Donald Trump. With your feel-good votes. With your, I can't do it in my moral. I, I can't even do it. I'm too high-minded. Well, enjoy Donald Trump for four years. If you lived in, lived in a swing, swing state and you voted for Gary Johnson. Because in many of those states... He was earning 2 3%, and that was the margin that we needed to, uh, to avoid a Donald Trump presidency. I, I could to toot my own horn on this as well, um, because you and I had conversations. You and I also had conversations with Brett number one. Yes. And 
both of you were holding the position that votes for Gary Johnson would come out of Donald Trump's pocket. And originally, that is what I thought. And apparently the polling didn't and, back me up. And I said that they would take from Hillary Clinton. And, <clears throat> and I don't know if there's a way to ter- determine that for sure. Maybe the Gary Johnson votes just would have gone to Donald Trump and made him have even more of a lead. I mean, I guess there's not a way to really determine that. The way I understand it is that they, w- they, they have determined that most of that vote would have been for Hillary Clinton. But if you look at Florida, for example. Because they're young voters. A lot of them are, are younger voters. I mean, the same thing could be said of like Ron Paul voters who are that same type of from the, the same cut from the same cloth. Right. So if you look at Florida, for example, Donald Trump had 119,770 more votes than Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. Gary Johnson got 206,007 votes. Right. So if those votes... Even if the majority of his votes... Right, not even all of them. Yeah. ...had gone to Hillary Clinton, she would have won Florida. And it would have been over. So (laughs) that made a a huge difference here. And listen, I'm going to get shit for it. I'm going to get messages for it. Save them. If this makes you mad that I'm putting part of this on your shoulders, then you know where the off switch is. Because the facts are the facts. Your high ground is what has gotten us to this low ground. And there's no way to argue out of that. Well, and and we do want to kind of... (laughs) How did I know that was coming? (laughs) Well, let's. I know you don't feel this way, Brittany, or you're not as strongly. I, I don't. You're not angry about it. I don't me. feel as strongly at all about it. But well, it, go but ahead, go ahead. I, I do agree. I do agree that votes for Gary Johnson took away votes from Hillary Clinton. I, I do also think, though, your anger is kind of contradicting the hopeful message in the beginning of the show, which is you know it's brought us to this low ground. Yes, this isn't a good situation. But what can we do now? You know? Yeah, you're right. I mean, you're right about that. And what can we do now going forward? (laughs) 59.7 million people in this country voted for Donald Trump and Mike Pence. What can we do to increase education in the electorate? Yeah, I listen, I don't I don't know. I. I'm still, listen, I'm still processing. You guys are now witnessing. You're listening midstream as I try to figure shit out. It's not like I sat down and had some deep meditative phase where I figured it all <laughs> out. And now I'm coming to you with what my answers are. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I go through this too. It's this back and forth where I'm trying to feel hopeful and positive, And then it'll just hit me yeah. in the middle of whatever I'm doing. And I'll sit there and think, Donald Trump's president? Yeah. Really? Well, here, here's my thing. The guy from the Comedy Central roast and like it was on de- WWE. From, yeah, and- the, the, smashing a chair over professional wrestlers' heads. Really? Yeah, that's the president. Celebrity apprentice guy? He hosts a rally show? Yeah, <laughs> and people criticize Obama for going on between two ferns with Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> it's still very <laughs> shocking to me. Here's what I struggle with. Is going forward into the next four years... 
trying to suppress my feelings that if you don't voted for Donald Trump, that you're either stupid or willfully ignorant. That's, that's how I feel. And I know I shouldn't feel that way. Listen, my mother was a Donald Trump delegate at the Republican National Convention. Let that sit with you. I don't know if I've ever mentioned that on the show. Uh, I think we may have talked about it, but I'm not sure. My flesh and blood, the woman who gave me life, was an active, so active, she was a goddamn delegate in Cleveland. So maybe I'm more passionate and fired up and pissed off and confused and angry than than other people because of that connection that I have. But having said all of that, I'm not going to be in a bad mood for four years. Ah, that's not possible for Jesse D. <laughs> right. We owe it to our country. And moreover, we owe it to one another. We owe it to our friends and our family to find a silver lining, even if there's not one that's presently right in our face. Like I said earlier at the top of the show, it's time to draw closer together. Your children, your family, your friends, those that really mean a lot to you, to love them. Because ultimately, it is the relationships that get us through. Not the president. Barack Obama doesn't directly affect whether you're happy or not happy. Well, sometimes he makes me happy. Yeah, well, you know, he's, he's a good guy. But, <laughs> but overall, you're not, you don't wake up in the morning a blank slate and then flip on the TV to see what Barack Obama's done, decide whether you're in a good mood or not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's very factual. Yeah, yeah. so... Yeah, I mean, you, you usually flip on I Doubt It with Dollamore and see oh. whether you're going to be fired up that day. or. Well, if they're listening to this to determine how they're going to feel, they're going to feel all over the place. <laughs> up and down, all over. Well, I want to leave them happy, though. I want to leave you guys hopeful for the future. Look, I'm looking for a lot more um, participation on the show. In fact, let's drop the number for the first time. Six five seven four six four seventy six zero nine. We'd love to hear from you. Maybe this next episode will be another post post mortem breakdown of what's going on and what are the, what's the sense out there. I'd love to hear from the audience. I really would. Again, six five seven four six four seven six zero nine. Of course, there's always email and a voice memo from your smartphone to I doubt it at dollamore.com. And we have this. We have the show and we have each other and we can use this show to help us get through uh the donald trump presidency because we're not gonna stop what we're doing we're going right. to be critical our community here on the show with our audience is growing and we're gonna be critical of his presidency yes we're gonna follow it we're gonna watch what he's doing it's not gonna be sweetness and lights going forward no and this is what is great about this country and what will hopefully continue to be great about it is we can use our voices freely 
to criticize and to openly discuss. And that's what we want to do on this show, right? And we will do. Listen, I don't have any fear of losing my First Amendment constitutional right to free speech and free expression. Even though Donald Trump did express that in the primaries and during the general election. So don't worry about that. We're here. You're with us. At the very least, you could spread the word. This is a little self-serving because it's it would help us have, grow our audience. But this community that we have built here, you included, you're part of that. Tell a friend. Things are going to be okay. So I just dropped the numbers, the phone numbers and the email. Listen. We're still looking for sub submissions for our Thanksgiving episode. That's on YouTube, the example from last year. It's also on the Facebook page. I actually should just convert that and put it on Facebook so you guys can share it around Facebook, not have to go through the, the YouTube ecosystem. Yeah, and there has been some confusion with that where we received a written message about the Thanksgiving submission. And these are voice recorded and they're anonymous. So you don't even need to say, hi, this is so-and-so from wherever. It's just going to be voices. That's right. Saying what they're thankful for. No names, no locations. You don't, don't say you're appreciative of the show. We don't, I mean, we care about that. <laughs> right, but that's... But it's not, that's not what the, the, what the, the gist of, of the, the thing we're doing. Right, and it isn't written messages that I'm reading. It's your voice. That's right. So we want to hear your voice, your message. Send those in. And also, even though this show is primarily political, is primarily news and current events... I don't want this thing to be about the election. And I know it's hard to extricate yourself from those emotions. But sit down and think about it. Look, Like I said, look at your kids. Love your partner. Look at your family. Think about the things that are good in your life outside of politics. Give it a little thought and call, email in with a voice memo. Get it in by the 20th so I can put it all together for the Thanksgiving episode, which again is going to be a positive, uh, a positive, uh, profanity-free, family-friendly episode filled with good news and also this smash cut of all of the, uh, the submissions from the listeners. We really are trying to build a community here, folks. We really are trying to make our country better, more informed. More tight-knit. And with your help, we're getting it done. Absolutely. Support for I Doubt It with Dollamore comes from generous, engaged, intelligent, and good-looking listeners like yourself by way of Patreon. You can contribute per episode as much or as little as you'd like. Comforted by the knowledge that you're within your budget and helping move the conversation forward one podcast at a time. If you too would like to become a supporter, please visit patreon.com slash I doubt it with Dollamore. There's also PayPal, which would be dollamore.com slash PayPal and go shop on Amazon. Christmas is coming up. Any shopping that you do there, we would really appreciate if you were to go through to Amazon by going to dollamore.com slash Amazon. All right. Well, let's get to 
We're going to skip the Van Jones clip from that night. I, I know. Brittany's looking at me like, what? It's. I love that clip. Yeah, I know. Well, maybe we'll get to it next time. It just it doesn't have the ring of positivity that I really want to leave the audience with. I want to play it. Okay. But I, I don't I don't want to. I want to serve the audience well with this particular episode. We've already been way more negative. And by negative, I mean focus on focusing on reality. <laughs> focusing on the facts of Donald Trump. But the day before the election, all kinds of concert, concerts were going on. Um, John Bon Jovi and um, Bruce Springsteen put on a concert in Philadelphia with Hillary Clinton there. And Madonna put on a concert in Washington Square Park in New York City. And you know when when you when when you go to a show and the artist in between songs just raps a little bit with the audience, maybe tells them what the next song is about, what was going on in their life when they wrote it. Well, this was more of a political rally, so Madonna in between songs <laughs> said something that really very Madonna-esque. Cuz there's a lot of people out there that don't believe that women have a voice or that minorities have a voice. And I do consider myself a minority. What? Uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> that's Madonna's voice? Yeah, that's Madonna's voice. Did you hear that, lady? Listen. And I do consider myself a minority. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh. What? What's Madonna doing? I have no idea. Even on her Instagram, she posts pictures of her kid and says something nigga this, nigga that. Listen, you're not. What are you doing? You're white. It's outrageous just because you, you feel like you're some kind of activist. You don't know. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. I'm bringing that out a lot lately. I yeah, think. I think that, that, so. That's a new one. Yeah. So Madonna being fucking Madonna is fucking weird, right? Very weird. I, I, you keep asking me, right, like I'm supposed to defend Madonna. And I do consider myself a minority. What? I, I think that lady even was <laughs> very perplexed by it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's, that's kind of all we had. I, I wanted to share that before I got really stale. Well, I had to work the day after the election and a lot of the kids were excited uh not excited uh excited about sharing the news about what had happened at school sure. in reaction to the election and a lot of them said people were very confused and surprised and you know, I didn't even have to ask the kids about the election. They just came in and said, Donald Trump's president, and everybody's talking about it at school, and just opened up and started sharing. And one of the third grade girls, she turned to me and she said, who did you vote for? And, you know, kids, they just <laughs> right. don't understand how it's social like, conventions... So how much money do you make a year? Yeah, yeah. I've been asked that, too. Um, but I said I did not vote for the person who won. Right. That probably wasn't satisfactory. No. And she kind of <laughs> was a little snarky and said, oh, okay, so you voted for Hillary Clinton. And I said, I, I just did not vote for the person who won. And she said, Hillary Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> and kind of turned and got back to work. So that was funny. But, yeah. you know, kids, they are... The future? The future. 
They're resilient. Yeah, for sure. And I think that a lot of the kids that I tutored, they come from more liberal families and they were wanting Hillary Clinton to win. And there wasn't a lot of fear coming from them about Donald Trump. Yeah. But they were definitely confused. And, you know, I mean, these kids are some as young as third, second grade, and they were expressing confusion. So. Well, it's time to reassure them. It's time if you've got kids to, 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 to speak a positive word in their life. Reassure them that everything's going to be okay. We still have 2018. Turn the Congress. Things are good, folks. Things are good. Also, I wanted to say that if you joined us for the live stream that I did on Facebook that was completely impromptu, I kind of got cajoled into doing it by some people and some friends, and I thought it would be like a half-hour thing, and it ended up being almost five hours. And we had a real good time. I, I hoped it was helpful. I've been told, got a lot of feedback that uh, people saying thank you for doing it, that it was nice to have uh, a friend there to kind of work through everything that was happening. And uh, maybe maybe that's something I'll, I'll do more often, maybe through YouTube or whatever, but uh, I appreciate the support. You guys joining us, it was a good time. So, I guess uh, I guess that's it. I was kind of hoping this would be more of a, the smooth jazz version of I Doubt It With Dollamore, where we, we make you feel good about things. Eh, it was probably a little bit of both. But ultimately, I want you to leave feeling good about America, feeling good about your freedom, feeling good about the prospects for the future, because they are bright. One more time, 657-464-7609. Email a voice memo from your smartphone to idoubtit at dollamore.com. We love you guys. We appreciate you guys. We are building a beautiful thing here. We are hopeful, looking forward to more episodes into the future to work through the madness that we face. Until next time, for Brittany Page, I'm Jesse Dollimore. We'll see ya. This is I Doubt It. If they're listening to this to determine how they're going to feel, they're going to feel all over the place. <laughs>